mighty way. Sometimes he just comes by in a still, sweet, amen, uh, individual, soul-searching spirit. Somebody say amen. feel like that's what's here this morning, boy. It's sweet, amen. Make you examine yourself, right? Amen, one of those good spirits. Somebody say, I don't like that spirit. You know why we don't like that spirit? Amen, because it makes us take a deep look inside of here instead of looking at everything out here. Is everybody okay? Makes us examine ourselves. This kind of spirit will make us examine ourselves rather than examining everybody else. Right? Got something on my heart. I may be doing a good bit of teaching today. Uh, somebody said, why is that? Because the Bible tells me, amen, as the pastor to be apt to teach. Right? As a man of God. Somebody say amen. And we have to be able to discern that. Amen. Hey, y'all know me now. I like preaching. I like jumping benches, swinging from the lights and all that. Amen. But when God comes through like this, gives us a message. Y'all know sometimes teaching just turns into preaching. Amen. So y'all pray for us. We're going to be in the book of Matthew. going to be in several places. We're going to start out in the book of Matthew. Amen. Uh, uh, chapter number 26. and It's a very familiar scripture. I I've got a man on my heart this morning. And uh, boy, when we look at him, we see somebody that failed and failed the Lord. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? Not just about believe that, boy, if we'll start examining ourselves, we could probably see ourselves in this man's life somewhere. Is everybody all right? Can I say it like this? None without sin. No, not one. Bible tells me, amen, that he that is without sin, Jesus told him in one place, he that is without sin, let him first cast a stone. Amen. Now Jesus went through, walking through, amen, uh, uh, the land, healing people, casting out demons. Somebody say amen. And raising the dead and healing the sick and lifting up those that were lame and couldn't walk. He's still the same God. Amen. He's still the same Lord. Matthew chapter 26. Jesus comes. We, 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 we know he institutes the Lord's Supper. Amen. He predicted. Amen. He just told them one of you is going to, amen, betray me into the hands of evil men. Somebody say amen. And then he goes on down, amen, and he, he begins to tell them things. And we're going to pick up, amen, down in chapter 26, verse number 30. We're going to start reading there. And y'all pray for us this morning. Amen. I, I, want, to be, I want to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost this morning. Because I found out, buddy, the Holy Ghost knows what's best. Somebody say amen. I want to help you this morning. I believe it's to help us all. Amen. Somebody said, well, everybody here is doing good. Ain't that the way it always looks on the outside? Everybody's doing good. Everybody's okay. Amen. I just, I don't even know why in the world we have to preach, go to church, do anything. Everybody living so good. I mean, just look at them. Look at them on the outside. Look at them. Amen. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's got dressed up. Everybody's doing good. Amen, but everybody ain't really doing good. Verse number 30, the Bible says, and when they had sung a hymn, somebody shout hallelujah for a hymn. Amen. 
I say, somebody shout hallelujah for a red hymn book. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. Somebody thank God when he's up here singing rock and roll music. Amen. When they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Then said Jesus unto them, All, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. That word offended, I, I, I looked that up, is to just offended to put a stumbling block in the way upon which another may trip or fall to cause a person to begin to distrust or desert one whom he ought to trust and obey, to cause to fall away. It's apostasy, amen? Something you once, you once uh, 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 proclaimed in your life and just to walk away and desert it. I mean, Jesus said tonight, all, all shall be offended because of me tonight. Let me read on. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, a hallelujah right there, he said, but after I am risen again, somebody say amen. He said, after I am risen again, can I tell you, amen, even though they may have killed him and put him in the grave, he didn't stay there. He's the only one, amen, that we have record of Hallelujah right there. There's a lot of men people worship. There's a lot of men. Some of them hold up as a God. Amen. But my Lord, uh, Jesus Christ, he's the only one, amen, who they killed, but he didn't stay dead. He come up out of the grave on the third day. He's the only one. And he's still alive today. Sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions, making intercessions for you and I, pleading your cause and my cause to the Father, begging for mercy and forgiveness. Somebody ought to be shouting right about time. Amen. He's the only one, amen, that defeated death. Y'all hear me? Defeated death. That's why we put our trust in him, amen, that this life that we're in right now, it's not the only thing. It's not the end when they plant us in that ground. Amen. We either believe the Bible or we don't. We either believe the scriptures or we don't. Amen goes right there. Hallelujah. And he's the only one, Brother Tiny, that I know of, Amen. That rose up and left behind an empty tomb. Is everybody all right? You can go on the backside of the desert over there somewhere. You can find Muhammad's grave. He's still there. Somebody say amen. He wasn't nothing but a wicked pervert anyhow. Amen goes right there. You can find Buddha's grave. Is everybody all right? He's still there. You can go worship at their little gravesides and worship them. But if you go over there on the outskirts of Jerusalem, somebody ought to get ready to shout. And you walk down there in that garden. Amen. You go up to that tomb where they laid my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You're going to find a stone rolled back out of the way. Amen. You can walk inside and it's going to be empty. Why? Because he got up. He ain't there. He got up. He ain't there. Hallelujah. Amen. He's the only one. He's the only one. Amen. Hallelujah. That ain't the message, but boy, that right there preach. 
That'll preach right there. Amen. He said, but after I am risen again, he warned y'all, he warned us, he's coming. Amen, he's going to rise again. He warned, he told us he wasn't staying in the grave. He said, I will go before you into Galilee. And here we go, Peter. We knock Peter a lot, but let's read. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never, will I never be offended. Listen to this. Jesus said unto him, Verily, I say unto thee this night, before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, y'all hear this, yet will I not deny thee, Likewise, also said all the disciples. I bet you, boy, if we really, if I was a betting man, we could go around and ask. Probably every one of us, somewhere along the way, has said, I'll never forsake him. I'll never deny him. Is everybody all right? I'll never get discouraged. I'll never be like the rest of them. Somebody say amen. 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 And, and I'm not saying that that. Even though we may have said it, we may not have fallen. We may not have, have gone by the wayside. Somebody say amen. But Peter's faith was sealed that day. Why? Because Jesus said so. Right? He was going to. Amen. So, so let's move on. And we know what happened. Jesus went in the garden and he prayed. Right? And he prayed three times, and they come, he come back. They were asleep. He said, you can't even watch with me for one hour. He prayed so intently. He prayed so intently that the Bible said his sweat became as great drops of what? Blood. He began shedding his blood over there in the garden when he began to pray. Somebody say amen. When he began to pray for the sins of the world and, and, the, and the will of the Father to be in his life, and he began to pray. He said, oh, Father, if, it, if there be any other way, amen, and if there be any other way, let this cup, amen, pass from me, but nevertheless, not as I will, but thou will. If I must drink this cup, if I must walk this walk, if I must walk the path that's before me, if I got to go to the cross, I'm willing to do it if that's your will, Father. How many of us are willing to do the will of the Father? Talk to me now. I mean, boy, we, we, we look at things and sometimes oh, the path gets hard. Sometimes the road gets hard. Sometimes it gets real narrow. Somebody say amen. And it's about to squeeze the life out of us. Amen, but that's the will of God. That's the cup that's set before us. Hallelujah, right there. Amen. And I'm telling you right now, sometimes we may not want to drink the cup, but I'm telling you right now, if that's the cup God's got before you, drink it. Drink that cup. Amen. Might not, might not be what you want to do. Amen, but it's what you need to do. Some of y'all need to sell out to God. Lock, stock, and barrel. Quit playing games with the Lord. Amen. amen. It's amazing. Amen. We want to want to sell our house, but we want to keep the garage. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? We'll sell our car, but we won't take the wheels and tires off first. Somebody say amen. We want to sell out to God, but we don't want to give Him that part. That's what I'm saying. 
Is everybody all right? Y'all quiet this morning. Amen. Jesus is there in the garden and he's praying. But you know what? Jesus wasn't wanting to hold anything back. He said, God, if there's any other way, but nevertheless, not my will. Not what I want in my life for me and my children. Is everybody okay? Well, my child would be a good, big, big movie star. Yes, they can plaster their body all over the screen. Everybody look at them and lust after them. That's really what you want? They don't know God, you know, and after they get to be about 35 years old or 40 and they ain't so hot anymore, amen, they blow their brains out because they're depressed. They're depressed. Amen, let me tell you the best thing for your depression is selling out to God. Hallelujah right there. Amen goes right there. Best thing for your children is raise them up in the house of God, teach them about Jesus. Amen, let God have them. Let God have them. Somebody say amen. Well, we'll get them, we'll, we'll take them and get them all this big stuff in the world. We'll wonder why they're so messed up. Amen, it's because they're worldly and they're ungodly. Amen, we want, I want to give them God. Amen. Is everybody okay? Talking to you. Now, Jesus is praying. Peter said, I'll never deny you. All of them said that. Amen. Matthew. Chapter number 26, verse number 57. Now they've, we know that Judas has betrayed the Lord. He sold him into their hands, betrayed him with a kiss, right? Kissed the door of heaven and missed it. Ain't that something? Judas kissed the door of heaven. And how do you mean that? Jesus says, I am the what? The door. No man cometh to the Father. But by Judas kissed the door of heaven and missed it. How many, how many sitting in a house of God somewhere hear a message about Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, and the only way to heaven, and walk out the door and not get saved and wind up in hell? What did they do? They kissed the door of heaven, but they missed it. They missed it. If you miss heaven, friend, you've missed it all. Is everybody okay? And so Judas has betrayed Jesus. Amen, he sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. And so here we are in verse number 57. And they had laid hold on Jesus. And they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter, Peter followed. Peter followed. But Peter followed him afar off. You listen to me, child of God. That's where you're going to get in trouble. That's where your trouble's going to start in your life when you start Slipping back on God, backsliding. Is everybody okay? When you start backsliding, start thinking you can follow him afar off, you ain't got to be sold out like you once was. You ain't got to be all the way in like you once did. Somebody say amen. One thing I learned, Zach, I can't swim in three foot of water. Why? My hands are going to hit the bottom. I'm too big. My hands are going to get scraped up on the bottom of the pool. I can't swim in three foot of water. 
I know how to swim. Hallelujah. Is everybody all right? I can jump in 12 foot of water, never touch the bottom. I can tread the water. I can swim. I can get to shore. Amen. I can swim out there in that deep water. Why? Amen. Because I know how. Amen. And I found out. Amen. If I try to dive in the three foot of water, I'm going to crack my head open. Your problem, friend, is when you start thinking you can follow Jesus afar off. Your problem is when you start thinking you don't need as much church as you used to need. Your problem's going to start when you start thinking, I don't need as much preaching in my life as I used to need. Your trouble is going to start when you start thinking you don't need to participate like you used to down at the house of God. Hey, is everybody all right? You start following afar off. You start backsliding on the Lord. Is everybody okay? Talking about Peter now. So Peter started, the Bible says, but Peter followed him afar off. Amen. When I got saved, December the 17th, 1989, I got saved that Sunday night. Amen. Wednesday night, they said they was having church. I said, hallelujah. I went to church. Is everybody okay? Amen right there. Sunday morning rolled around. They said, hey, we're having Sunday school at 10 and Sunday morning service at 11. I just went to Sunday school. Is everybody okay? Started going to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. I just thought that's what say folks done. Y'all looking at me strange. As Brother Eric says, like I got seven heads. This ain't nothing y'all ain't heard. I've been preaching this for years right here at Calvary Baptist Church. Amen. Don't start following afar off. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble when you start backing off on the Lord. We are of those who do not what? Back off. Is everybody okay? We are of that crowd. Amen. The scripture says of of those that do not back off. Amen. I'm not backing off. I'm not backing up. Amen. I'm not laying anything down. As a matter of fact, amen, we need to start picking more up. Somebody say amen. And so Peter was following afar off, but Peter followed him afar off under the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now let's go down to verse number 69. Amen. Looks bad. I'll just be honest, it looks bad. Amen. And some... Times our life just looks bad. Looks like the end's coming. Verse number 69 says, Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. Verse 70. But he denied before them all. He denied that he knew Jesus. He denied, amen, that he was a child of God. He denied, amen. I wonder how many of y'all, I wonder how many many folks in in their walk with the Lord has denied him. How did I deny him, amen, whenever whenever somebody was talking about church, amen, and you didn't didn't tell them, amen, try to witness for the Lord? 
Whenever, whenever, whenever you didn't, uh, uh, whenever you decided, amen, that, that you was just going to let them talk any old kind of way about your church and didn't stand up and defend it, somebody say amen. Amen, whenever somebody started running down your God, running down your religion, Christianity, somebody say amen, talking about how bad it was, you didn't stand up and say, hey, I'm a child of God and I don't live that way, I don't act that way, he saved me, I love him, he loves me, he loves you. Hey, when was the last time you witnessed for the Lord? Everybody okay? I mean, Peter denied him. Looks bad. He's bad. I don't deny him yet, but you deny him how you live. You don't live for him. Is everybody all right? You live wicked and ungodly. You drive folks away from church and away from Christ by your actions, not your words. Is everybody okay? Now, Peter... Verse 7, but he denied, but he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, verse 72, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. That's twice, ain't it? That's twice. What'd Jesus say? What'd Jesus say? What'd Jesus say unto Peter? He said, before the cock crow, this night, if I would have Peter, I'd have said, Lord, roosters don't crow at night. Is everybody all right? There's one thing, there's one thing we got. There's one thing we got around our house, Kyle Busby. Amen. We got about four hours. Y'all know what an owl is? Hoo! Hoo! Hoo-hoo! Unless your goober on Andy Griffith showed us. Hooty-hoo! 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 Telling on Barney. Telling on Barney. Hooty-hoo! Amen. And at night, at night, at night, at night, Jesse Busby, I get up and I hear him. All around. I ain't heard never one of them who during the daytime. Now maybe you had. I tell you what I did see one time. I was on my way to my sister's house. I turned the corner out there in that dark road. Amen. That cornfield was out there. And when I turned the corner, I seen an owl standing about that big. And he throwed his wings out, probably long as my arms, and he began to take off. And he had about a 20-pound possum in his grip. He was hungry, Miss Shelley. What's wrong with you? That possum had a look in his eyes like he was, he was just, he was horrified. He was scared to death. That little old possum was saying, help me, Brother Tracy. It's too late. It's too late. His fate was sealed that night. Hey, I wasn't about to fight no owl for no possum. Somebody say amen. Y'all think I'm making it up. Amen. That possum's, that's the first time, that's the first time I've ever seen an owl. I said, whoo! Man, that was amazing. The predators. Amen. Now, I ain't never heard no, no owl hoot during the day. And me personally, thank God, I ain't never heard no rooster crowing my ear at night. Everybody all right? But Jesus said, one's going to crow. This night, 
So in verse 73, and after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. Amen, that's your speech, the way you talk. Amen, it's confirming to us, amen, that you know him. Is everybody all right? Now listen to this. Then begin, verse 74, he to curse and to swear. You start, you start following a far off friend, you won't only deny him. It's going to change the way you talk. It's going to change the crowd you run with. Is everybody all right? First thing you know, you'll start letting them old cuss words out. That old filthy talk. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. Amen. Bible says that sweet water and bitter water do not come from the same fountain. He also said neither should. Amen. Cursing and blessing come out of the same mouth. Is everybody all right? Amen. If your tongue ain't safe, friend, I doubt very seriously your heart is. Hallelujah right there. And so here he is. He's cussing, man. He's beginning to curse and, and say things and talk nasty. Amen. And that's exactly what will happen to you. Amen. When you begin to backslide on the Lord and follow a far off and think you don't need all this the preacher's preaching about. So listen to this. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. Wow. Everybody all right? Told on. Y'all have heard me say it. That's why preachers love fried chicken. Everybody all right? Ever since that rooster told on Peter, buddy, we've been trying to eat them rascals. Up! Hey, man, just give me a piece of fried chicken. Hallelujah. And then in verse 75, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus. Is everybody all right? Looks bad for Peter. Peter basically turned his back on the Lord, right? And I say it like this. And we're fixing to see, here, listen to this, let me read. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And the Bible said, and he went out and wept bitterly. This morning, this morning, I don't know your spiritual condition. You may feel like, you may feel like, and no doubt Peter did, Felt like, buddy, I've, I've failed the Lord. I've walked away from God. Gotten out in the world. I've, I've allowed the world to taint my soul, my spirit, my life. I'm no longer fit to do anything. But Peter went out and wept bitterly. See, Peter began to repent. Is everybody all right? Everybody, listen to me now. Peter began to repent. Peter began to call out on the Lord, I believe with all my heart, amen, and began to uh, uh, tell him he was sorry. And I know Jesus hadn't died yet, but I believe Peter began to repent. We can say a lot of things about Peter. 
Amen. And we can say a lot of things about a lot of people. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people that used to be on fire for God. I mean, this is the same Peter that stepped out of the boat and walked on the water. This is the same Peter that witnessed Lazarus coming out of the tomb. This is the same Peter that witnessed blinded eyes being opened. This is the same Peter that witnessed 5,000 being fed by just a few loaves and a couple of fishes. This is the same Peter, amen, that seen Jesus step out and calm the storm and yet he turned his back on him. But he's the same Peter. He's the same one that witnessed the power of God. He's the same one that, that felt the power of God. Amen goes right there. So what, what's going to happen to Peter? What's going to happen to Peter? Well, we're going to get into that in just a second. Amen, I try not to, uh, to worry your patience. Amen, but I know a lot of people that may feel like they've let God down and they can never be used again. And you've got to remember, amen, they used to stand up maybe and preach the word. Maybe they stood up and sang songs. Maybe they taught Sunday school. Maybe they just stood up and testified. Maybe they held positions in the church. But now it seems like they're far away and they've turned away from God and maybe they have and we'll look at them we'll look at some of them and some of them may even look at their self brother Eric so I could never be used by the Lord again this same Peter amen that turned his back on Jesus denied him before everybody amen hey, he repented he repented and on the day of Pentecost Something happened. Something happened. Peter got it right. This same Peter, this same Peter that, 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 that denied Jesus Christ, that walked away from him, amen, turned his back on him. This same one, amen, stood and preached, and 3,000 souls were saved. Is everybody all right? Not only that, he wrote, he wrote two of the greatest books. Amen. Not, not the greatest, but amen, they're in the Bible. He done more than you and I done. Is everybody all right? Wrote two great books in the back of your Bible. First, second, Peter. He done more than you and I done. Wrote down some great scripture. Amen. First Peter chapter one. I'm gonna read a few verses of what he wrote. Amen. Tell, you just think about if you've ever heard him. Amen, when we, get, when we start kicking Peter around, when we start kicking all those around that's turned their back on the Lord, turned their back on the church, walked out on God, walked out on the church, amen, they think they can't be used. And some of us in the church might even say the same thing. God will never use them. But here's Peter. Chapter one, verse 13. The Bible says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Hallelujah. Some of y'all need to change the way you're thinking. About yourself. You think God can't never use you. Amen. You think you've done, done so much and done been so wicked. Amen. And ungodly. Amen. And done, done so much against the Lord that he can't use you. Here's what Peter done. This same one I just got through reading about. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Everybody all right? And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the Revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. He's your father. We need to obey him. I know, I know we don't like that. Amen. My children don't like it when they when they had to obey. Amen. But I'm sorry, I'm daddy. Some of you men need to recognize your daddy. 
You need to be a daddy. Amen. Your children need a daddy. Hey, hey, mama, your children need a mama. They don't need a best friend. Is everybody okay? Hey, your boys need a daddy. They don't need a buddy. Is everybody all right? They gonna have enough buddies through life. They only gonna have one daddy if they're, if they're fortunate. Somebody say amen. Ain't that right? They only gonna have one mama. Right? They'll have plenty of best friends. Is everybody okay? They need somebody to be an example before them. Amen. And we need to walk as obedient children before our heavenly father. Whatever he says goes. Is everybody okay? Amen. He said, verse 14, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. Those things you didn't know. Those things I didn't know. I didn't know nothing when I got saved. I didn't know the Bible. I didn't pick that. I, I wasn't a Bible scholar. I wasn't studying the Word of God when I got saved. Only thing I know, Brother Darrell, I won't die and go to hell. Only thing I know, I was wicked and ungodly. Only thing I know, God rolled back to the window for a minute, the blinds off my eyes, and let me see what hell really was. It was a place of torment. It was a place of torture. It was a place of burning fire. And it was somewhere I did not want to go and I called out on Jesus Christ in a public tears and he saved my soul. Hallelujah. As obedient children, not fashion yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. I was ignorant to a lot of things. Amen. Been saved now. Reading my Bible for over 30 years and there's still a lot I don't know. I don't know it all. Is everybody okay? It's okay that you don't know it all. Amen. But you should not be at the same level of ignorance that you was at when God saved your soul. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? Verse 15, but as he which hath, here it is, called you is holy. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Peter knew some things. Peter knew some things. I believe Peter looked back over his life and remembered, I believe that never left him, standing around that, that fire, denying the Lord, cussing. Is everybody all right? After everything that he had witnessed, but boy, I believe it never left him that night when he fell on his face and repented. Is everybody okay? Verse 16, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Verse 18, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your father. Peter wrote that. You ever hear that? Has anybody in here ever heard that scripture? A couple of us have. I'll be honest, every one of y'all, if you've sat in here very long, have because I quoted a lot. Amen. But, verse 19, but with the precious blood, but with the precious blood, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, 
but was manifest in these last times for you who by him do believe in God. Somebody say amen. Do you believe in God today? Raise your hand if you believe in God. Amen, let God know, yes, God, I believe in you. Amen, I believe in your son. I believe he died on the cross for my sin. Amen, raise your hand, hallelujah. Amen, let God, and hey, let the devil know. Amen, I believe in God. Uh, God's my father. Uh, God's walking with me. The uh, devil, you no longer have power over me. Uh, rebuke the devil in Jesus name he cannot cross the blood he cannot go through the name there's a name that's above every name there's a name that's beautiful there's a name that's mighty there's a name that has all power and that name is Jesus hallelujah who by him verse 21 do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Through the Spirit and the unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Listen to this. Being born again. Only one problem I see with Peter. He was a Yankee. How do you know? Because he said being born again. If he's a southerner, he said being born Again, ain't that right? Everybody okay? I've been born again. Amen. That's what, hallelujah. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Amen. First or John chapter one verse one says, "In the beginning was the word." And the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14 said, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen, he was the light, and the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. He was the light of the world, he is the light of the world, he was the light of men. Amen, and he lighted the man's heart. Somebody say amen right there. Amen, and he's shining out in darkness today, and they don't understand it. Why? Because there's so much false doctrine, and false God's out there. Amen. And there's a lot of people like Peter that have walked away and think they can't be used. But then in 2 Peter, got a couple more places I'm going to read and we're going to be done. This is just what, what he done after he denied the Lord, after he walked away, after everybody judged him. 2 Peter chapter 2 says this, but, verse number 1, there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them. Even denying the Lord that bought them. Even denying the Lord that bought them. Friend, you've been bought with a price. My Bible tells me you've been bought. You're no longer your own. You belong to God. He paid the price for you on Calvary's cross when he hung and died, when they spit in his face, when they beat him across his back with a cat of nine tails, when they placed a crown of thorns on his head, when they plucked his beard out. Are you hearing it? You've been bought with a price today. You fell on your face and called out on Jesus Christ and he saved you. You've been bought. The Bible says, behold, 
We have become new. The old man has died. He's gone. He's done. I have no problem being owned by the Lord. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? Why is that, Brother Tracy? Because now I'm his responsibility. It's your Hey, you bought your car. It's your responsibility to keep it up. You bought your car, it gets a flat tire, you have to go get another tire and put on there. Or pay somebody to do it. Ain't that right? Amen. Whenever I get a flat tire and pull over the side of the road, it's not my responsibility to fix it. Amen. God's going to come by. Why? Because I, he owns me. Trying to get it down where you can understand it today. He owns me. I'm his property. Right? I'm his child. Amen. I don't, now, not even going to talk about the little one. We'll just talk about the other ones. Jesse's in here, got, got four youngins. Four youngins. Amen. Whose responsibility are they, Jesse? Yours. Right? One of them gets hungry. You're going to make sure they got something to eat. You ain't going to tell them, just run out yonder and, and get it yourself. Are you? You know why? Well, I know why, because they ain't big enough, they ain't old enough, but they're yours. See, that's the way we're, we're God's children, we're not God's adults. <laughs> Y'all missing it. We're God's responsibility. Amen. He owns us. We're his. Amen. They ain't, hey, I don't care. I don't care if every one of them grow up and say, I denounce the Busbys. They're going to have Busby blood running through their veins until they die. Why? Because they're Busbys. Amen. I'm telling you the day I got saved, December the 17th, 1989, of the Lord Jesus Christ come down and now royal blood's flowing through my veins. Woo, Lord of God, I'm going to be a child of God. Amen. Forever and ever and ever. I can't deny him. He won't deny me. Why? Because I'm his. And if I walk away a Tyler Busby and denounce him, I'm still his. He owns me. I'm his. You're his. The devil would like to convince you otherwise. We'll get into that in a minute too. Well, I know he's going to be doing all this preaching. It's going to be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. That's destructive ways. Well, we're, we're seeing that. By reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels, listen to this, that sin cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow making them an example unto those that afterward, or that after should live ungodly. Oh, the world in which we live. They're telling us we got to accept that ungodly, wicked lifestyle. It's an abomination. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You know why he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? 
because they run after strange flesh. You know what God calls that? Homosexuals. Let's just be honest, that's what it is. That lifestyle God abhors. Amen, the Bible says it's an abomination. And God's already destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Now listen to what he's saying. In verse 7, and delivered just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Called them wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth, listen to this, how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under the day of judgment to be punished. Go to chapter Chapter 3. Chapter 3, let's start with verse number 7. But the heavens and the earth, talking about now, Peter knew some things. Peter got it right. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Verse number nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us. For, you want to know why the world's still standing? Because God is long-suffering. He's talking about the last days right here. God is long-suffering. Listen to this. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is what he's talking about. Listen now. But the day of the Lord, verse 10, will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Let me tell this green crowd something. God's not in the save the planet business. God's going to destroy this world. This world's been cursed back in Genesis. Amen. When, when, when Adam and Eve partook of the fruit, God cursed the ground. God's not going to save this world. He's going to do away with it. Is everybody okay? All these people running around. We've got to save the planet. Save the planet. God ain't interested in saving this planet. The only thing God's interested in is your soul. If it's right with him, if it's saved, he made a way that you do not have to go through this. And his name is Jesus Christ. If you call out on him and you're saved, you ain't gonna have to worry about this. He's gonna take us out of here. Everybody all right? Listen to this. Seeing then, verse 11, seeing then, all these things shall be dissolved. He asked us a question. What manner of persons ought ye to be? How should you live your life? In all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, nevertheless, listen to this, we, according to his promise, his promise, it's not what I'm saying, it's what this Bible's saying. Peter walked with Jesus Christ, heard the words of the Lord directly in his ears. Yes, he turned his back on him, 
But he went and wept bitterly. He repented. Listen to this. Nevertheless, we according to his promise, listen to this, look for new heavens and a new earth. Did I read that right? Wherein dwelleth righteousness. Won't be no more of this wicked ungodliness out here. Not on this new one. Amen. Because the only ones going to be there are those that's been bought. Those who are saved. Those who have trusted on the name, the only name under heaven where men might be saved. Those who have trusted on that name are the only ones going to be on that new earth. Is everybody okay? They're the only ones, Brother Darren. Amen, ain't gonna be none of these wicked people, amen, that's, that's trying to destroy everything, amen, that's done sold their soul to the devil. Hey, is everybody all right? Oh, refuse to believe, refuse to repent, refuse to pray, refuse to seek Christ, refuse to call on Jesus for their Savior. Ain't gonna be none of them there. Is everybody, ain't gonna be no sin there. Ain't gonna be no wicked there. Ain't gonna be no ungodly there. New heavens and a new earth. He said, How, what, what manner of persons ought we to be? He said, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Amen. First Peter chapter 5, I want you to get this, and I'm going to be done. Some of the greatest scripture in our Bible come from a man who the world would have just thrown away, who turned their back on God. Somebody says, well, he didn't, do, he didn't do what Paul done. You're right, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't do as much as Paul. He didn't go as far as Paul. Amen, but it still, he was used by the Lord. There's some, there's some that's walked away, messed up their lives so bad they'll never accomplish what they could have. They might not be able to do all that one other one can do, but they can still do something for God. Is everybody okay? Listen to this now, and I'm going to be done. Amen? Somebody start making your way to the piano in about 20 minutes. No, I'm teasing. Come on. Start by, I'm going to read this scripture. I'm going to be done. This is what Peter done, chapter 5 of 1 Peter. Start reading the verse. Let's read the last part of that verse 5. And be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Verse 6, chapter 5, 1 Peter, verse 6. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Peter had to learn that. That day when he rebelled and turned his back, denied that he knew him, cursed, and amen, said all things, and then he remembered you listen to me. There's not a doubt in my mind. There's some that's walked away from him. There's coming a day they're going to start remembering the words that they once heard. Some old preacher preached. Some scripture they read and they memorized and it's down in their heart. Do you think for one minute if I walked away today and turned my back and, and crawled into a bottle of booze that I could forget all the scripture I have read and studied and memorized over 30 years? I ain't that good. That stuff would eat me alive. 
I believe that with everything in me. They're just eating your life, especially at night. You want to know why they crawl in the bottle? They're trying to drown out that voice. They're trying to wash away that word, and it's never going to happen because they ain't their own. You want to know why they crawl back into the pills? Shooting up, they're trying to drown out the voice of God. I believe some of them's got it all mixed up. The voice of God's trying to call them back to the church, and they think it's evil. Amen, it's not evil. That's God trying to help them. And listen to what he said now. He said, humble yourselves, therefore, into the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care, ma'am, sir, casting all your care, those things that, that you're concerned about, those things that trouble you at night, those things that, that you're constantly thinking of, even when you're laying on your pillow. He says, casting all your care upon him. Who? Jesus. See, Peter learned something. Upon him, for he careth. And when you read your King James Bible, and you see that E-T-H on the end of a word, that's a continual thing. If it just said he cared for you, it'd be over. He cared one time. But this careth means every morning you wake up, he's concerned about you. Every day you go to work, he's with you because he careth. He's continually caring for you. When you get home and you lay your head on your pillow at night, he cares about you. He careth for you. Amen? Casting all your cares upon him, all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And he says, Be sober, be vigilant. Amen. Be alert, child of God. Keep your mind pure, child of God. How do you do that? Through the Word of God, child of God. Read your Bible. Pray. Seek the Lord. Be sober. Be vigilant. Amen. Be alert. Be alert to your surroundings. Where are you going? Because your adversary, that's your enemy, the devil, the devil, because your adversary, the devil, he's the wicked one, he's Slewfoot, he's Satan. You realize he was the most beautiful angel there was? That's how he can paint sin to look so inviting. you hearing me? Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh, he's still walking, about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour you. He wants to destroy you. Amen? He, he does, he's not playing games. He's not going to quit and give up when you get frustrated. Say, okay, well, I'll come back later. No, no, no. He's going to do everything he can to get you to blow your brains out. Because that's what he does. He wants to devour you, your family, your home. Whom he may devour. Verse 9. Whom resist. You've got to resist him. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God, this is what I like, of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After, listen to this, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, 
and settle you. Don't give up on God. And listen to me, church. Listen to me, child of God, that maybe you feel like you're like Peter and you've abandoned the Lord and you're not doing what you ought to be doing and you feel like you let him down. You feel like he can't use you. He can still use you. Amen. If you'll repent, if you'll repent and call out on him, Amen, and just sell out everything you've got left to him. You may not be able to write 12 or 13 books of the New Testament, but maybe you can write two. Is everybody okay? You may not have your name, amen, on all the books, but maybe you have your name on two. He didn't do everything Paul done. That's right, he done what God allowed him to do. Is everybody okay? And maybe it ain't you. Maybe it's somebody you know. Boy, and they've they've just messed up everything. Don't count them out. Don't count God out. He can go where they're at. And just like Peter, they can run off and weep bitterly one day and call out on Jesus. Amen. They may come walking in this church or walking in another church, but God can use them. May not be able to use them to the extent that he once could. Talk to me but he can still use them. That's the God I serve. That's the Jesus I'm talking about. He's got all power today. Amen? Ain't that a blessing to know? So what are you waiting on, child of God, to sell out to him? Huh? You think he can't take you back? Think he can't use you? He can If you don't know him this morning, if you're lost in your sin, that'd be a good day to call out on him and see what he might do with your life. Ask him to save you. Ask him to forgive you. Cry. Weep. I wept bitterly that day. 23-year-old man thought I could whoop the world. Are you hearing me? Thought I could whoop the world. Thought I was tough enough, Brother Eric. I wasn't that tough, cowboy. No, sir. I found out I wasn't tough enough to beat the devil at his game. And I wasn't tough enough to resist the Lord. I'm glad. I'm glad I called out on him. Glad he saved me. I love you this morning. But more than that, Jesus loves you. No matter where you're at, no matter what you feel in your heart today, he loves you. Are you hearing me? You've not gone too far. How do you know, Brother Tracy? Because I'm not preaching your funeral out back. That's when it's too late. This morning it's not too late to get it right. And can I tell you right now, if you've ever walked away and got sin all up in your life and got away from God, you ain't got it right till you repented. And I don't care what the devil, he'll tell you, oh, it's okay, you're okay. No. You got to you got to get it right with him, with God. Amen. That's right. Once you get it right with God, you can get it right with the church. Is everybody okay? Amen. Don't think you can't be used. Don't listen to the devil. I just got to hush this morning. I wish you would.